Hello, this is Comeback, this is Connor, and this is episode 170. Today, my guest is Jessica Ledisma. Jessica is initially from Argentina and is currently teaching online in Thailand, having spent seven years in Dubai. She's also visited 50 to 60 countries. So we have a lot to talk about today regarding TEFL, travel and more, and I'm really excited at having a conversation. So Jessica, welcome to come back. How are you today? Hi, Connor. Thank you so much for having me. I'm actually very fine today. Excellent. Um, it's the same time difference. You're in Thailand, right? How's the, how's the lockdown in Thailand? Yeah, uh, here we're in lockdown and there's curfew from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. And uh, everything else is quite normal. There's a lot of places still closed, like restaurants. Uh, all the massage places are closed oh. and uh, the malls are closed. The gyms are closed, but we're still allowed to walk in the streets uh, during the day mm. and the supermarkets are open. So, yeah, it's not really that bad. Yeah, lucky. I, as I explained to you before we started chatting properly, Vietnam is quite crazy right now. Have you ever been to Vietnam? I have actually, yes. I've been to uh, Ho Chi Minh City. Nice. Yeah, that's where I'm currently based. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit crazy. It's a bit crazy to see. I must admit. <laughs> yes, yes. I remember visiting. I was there um, when I was still flying as a stewardess, so I was there only for twenty-four hours. Um, so I tried to do as much as I could, but remember that also after the flight working, I'm also tired, so I could only go around to, around the city for maybe a couple of hours. Sure. Um, but I remember going through the streets in the middle, like in the city center, and seeing. Uh, chickens <laughs> that caught my attention yeah. And yeah that's quite popular they were just yeah yeah just the chickens free there on the streets and really crowded um yeah it was really nice i loved it yeah for real it, it gets a lot crazier when you live here for two years i can assure you based on personal experience it's a wild place yeah i can imagine yeah so before that Jessica, before we talk about Thailand and Dubai and teaching, do you mind telling me a bit more about where you're from, Argentina? I don't have that much knowledge of Argentina outside of football. I know football is huge there. Do you mind telling me a bit more? Yeah, sure. Uh, I can't tell you much about football, though, because I'm not a big fan of football. So I, you probably know more than me. And, but I can tell you, I'm from Buenos Aires. Um, have you heard of Buenos Aires? Yeah, I really want to go. Yeah, so I'm from there and I've been living there and for, well, all my life until I was 24. And then when I was 24, I moved to Dubai. Right, okay. And do you mind telling me a bit more, before we talk about Dubai, Buenos Aires, what's it like as a city? Is it calm is it crazy is it diverse what's it like um well it depends where in the city you are it's a it's a main city so it is busy but there's also places that are more quiet um you're gonna find yeah the, like the countryside are much more quiet and uh, 
to be honest, I feel like every time I go back home to visit my family, I feel like like I'm visiting a new city every time I go back. Because like I said, I haven't I have been an expat and living abroad for eight years now. So the city changed so much that when I go back, I feel like a foreigner. Yeah. No, that's I, I understand your view. It's the more you move and the longer you stay away, you forget little things about the city, right? And then you'll come back and think, wow, that's not how I remember. Yes, yes. And the funny thing that actually I was discussing this with one of my students uh, the other day because the student of mine, she's moving to the UAE. So I was trying to include material from the UAE on my lessons uh, to help her and to make it more, more enjoyable for her. So the more material I was looking about the culture in the UAE and everything made me feel so like nostalgic about it. And the same way I felt before, and I still feel about Argentina, that is my country. And I look back at it like something that I really love. And I left part of me in Argentina. And now I look back at Dubai, well, the UAE, and I feel the same way. And it's so funny that. Yeah, for real. I'm trying to think with Argentina, what would Argentinian food be? Like, what would you eat in Argentina? Okay, so Argentina is huge in meat. Um, and we have empanadas that are kind of pastries, uh, stuffed pastries, that oh. the most traditional ones are stuffed with minced meat. Um, well, I'm vegetarian though, so <laughs> so okay. I don't eat that. Doesn't apply, okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the most common. Uh, we have this thing, uh, barbecues, we call it asado. Okay. And it's like a whole ritual in Argentina. And uh, when you make asado, it's not just about sitting on a table and eating the food that someone cooked, but it's about uh, being make making the, the asado with the person that makes the asado that it's called the asador okay. and and it's really huge because then when we sit on the table and then the person who makes the asado the asador comes to the table as well and joins with all the food and sits down then the first thing people do is like start clapping and saying like okay congratulations or what would be the translation what more like um Bless the asador, something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, it sounds wicked. And with that then, Jessica, why did you leave Argentina and come to Dubai? How did that all happen? Okay, so I was 24, like I said, I was 24 years old. And um, by then, I had already started and not finished a few careers. <laughs> I started architecture. I didn't like it, didn't continue. I started journalism. I did it for two years. Oh, cool. And That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then I just didn't find myself in there as well. Um, then I did, a, I started working, obviously. Then I did a photography course, but that more as a hobby um, to develop analog films. And uh, and then I was talking to a friend of mine one time, and this I always remember. 
And she mentioned something about a friend of her being recruited to work in the Middle East as a flight attendant and travel the world. And I was like, hey, that sounds cool. So then I started doing more research about it, seeing how serious this is. And then I found out that, yes, I want to do that. I want to be a flight attendant. So um, I didn't know how to apply for it at that time. So what I could do is do the training in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. So I did the training to be a flight attendant in Argentina. Um, but unfortunately, at that time, I finished that training. Uh, but at that time, the Argentinian airlines were uh, very political. So it has it, it, it was very involved with the political party at the time and I wasn't into that so it was pretty difficult or pretty much impossible for me to get a job uh, on the airline okay. so then I applied I the, the day I the month I graduated from the from the training that training I applied for Emirates okay and Emirates you were accepting you in Dubai and uh, yes, Emirates is based in Dubai and they go recruit people all over the world, or at least they used to before the pandemic. Uh, hopefully they will start doing that again once things uh, go back to normal. And uh, yeah, so they, were to, they went to Argentina. They had actually many dates where they were gonna go recruit people. And I actually applied three times. The first time I was 21 and I got to the, to the end of the interviews and then the final interview, which was one-on-one, -on -one, I screwed up. I said something I shouldn't have probably, but I was very young. And at the same time, I remember um, at that time, probably I wasn't ready to leave. Mm. And, and yeah, well, my, my grandmother was, was sick at that time and I was grateful that I didn't leave the country then. And then I applied again and I didn't get to even the second stage of the interviews like two years later or something like that. Eventually, when I was 24, I applied, got the job and I moved to Dubai. Excellent. No, I like that. I like the fact that you kept going, even though the first one you had the hiccup, the second one wasn't the second stage. But by number three, you carried on, you got it over two years as well. That shows some resilience. Fair play. Yes, yes. I, I really wanted after the first time because... Like I said, when I was 21 and I applied for it, I had just finished the course in Argentina and I was just trying my luck. I wasn't even sure if I wanted to move to Dubai. But after seeing myself going through all the stages that are quite a lot in the process of recruiting people in, in, for Emirates and seeing how many people applied and I was one of the eight or 10 people that got to the final interview, I was like, okay, I must have something I must be doing something good and I must have something that they're actually looking for. I might just need to develop some other things. Sure. So, so then I, that gave me the confidence to keep trying. Yeah, no, excellent. And then when you got to Dubai, obviously you spent, was it seven years there? Yes. Um, <coughs> sorry. So I moved in to Dubai to in, yes, yeah, so I moved to Dubai in 2013 and I left in 2021, beginning of this year. Excellent. Do you mind telling me a bit more about your time in Dubai then overall? You were working as a flight attendant. Do you mind telling me a bit more about Dubai overall from your experience? 
Yes. Uh, so there is a lot, a, a huge misconception about about Dubai and about the Middle East. Uh, a lot of people think that in Dubai there is so many restrictions because of the culture, the religion, and yes, there are. But there is also you have to keep in mind that Dubai, uh, eighty or ninety percent nowadays of the people that live in Dubai are expats. So that is really a huge number. So obviously. Dubai is adapting themselves as well as adapting itself to, to being a cosmopolitan emirate, as they call themselves as well. So it's not that difficult, the life there, to, to live or to adapt someone that is from a, a Western country. So in the beginning, it, is difficult. it was difficult for me, but because I was also young and the first time living my country and the whole new experience. I was alone, didn't know anyone, a new job, a new language as well, because I knew English, but it wasn't probably as fluid as it is today. Um, so the whole thing, and I was going to have to go through the training, the same one I did in Argentina, but this time in English. And there is a lot of technical terms that I learned everything there. So yeah. it was the whole thing a bit shocking. And in the beginning, it was hard. Probably the first year, first two years were tough. But then you meet people, you uh, make your family in Dubai. And uh, it's, I really enjoyed it. I really loved my, my time in Dubai. Yeah. Did you have any favorite parts of your time in Dubai? What do you mean? Any favorite part? Favorite parts? Any parts you miss? So, was your favorite bit the food? Was it the weather? Was it your friends? Was it your job? Was there an area that you liked more than others? Right. Okay. So the food? No, I don't, I don't miss the food. I'm quite picky with food, and there's a lot of spicy food there, and I don't eat spicy. So that was a struggle for me. The seven years. Um, the weather, I definitely don't miss that, <laughs> obviously. Um, although I'm in Thailand now, it's not really much better, but, <laughs> but it's, it's not as bad as in Dubai. Um, and the job, I don't know, I do miss my friends. My friends were my support all my years, all these years in Dubai, and they are my family. They're part of me. Like I said, I feel like I left part of me in Dubai when I left. And, um, and the job, I loved it, but I was getting really tired. When my husband got the job, uh, which was the reason we moved to Thailand, um, I was very happy to leave my, to quit my job because I was tired and, uh, yeah, I was, I just wasn't enjoying it anymore. I was probably going to the layovers and not going out because it's just so tiring on your body. You just want to rest. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that you realized maybe it's time for a new journey. When you moved to Thailand, the work that you've been doing is TEFL, right? Teaching. Yes. Um, so I, when I'm, my plan was when I moved to Thailand to do the TEFL certificate, uh, to get the TEFL certificate and to start teaching English online. And um, I even thought I could probably use the methodology I learned in TEFL to, and apply it to teach Spanish. But funny enough, I find uh, myself now um, 
that I know more about the grammar and vocabulary probably about English, the English language than I do from Spanish. From, from Spanish, I feel like I couldn't teach you the rules of the, of the grammar because I don't remember them. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so how did it, how was it then moving over to Thailand to teach English when that's not your native language? How was that experience? Um, so I was, uh, in the beginning, I was very worried, uh, probably, or yeah, I had, a, I had my doubts about how successful could this be for me, because I obviously have a really strong, uh, probably not the strongest, but I have a strong Spanish accent. And, uh, and I, I was wondering, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose a Spanish person to learn English. But then, because probably I already have uh, some knowledge of the language, but someone who is just starting needs someone who speaks their native language to start from there and start moving to a new language, which is the English in this case. Um, so I didn't think on that way. And it surprised me because I do have uh, quite a lot of uh, lots, uh, Spanish students. Oh, cool. Spanish students in Thailand. Oh, of course, you're teaching online, right? Yeah, yeah, so I'm teaching online. So my Spanish students are in Spain, which is only five hours behind. And uh, I teach in my afternoons, which is their mornings. So it works quite well. Yeah, and I've never really done online teaching. Have you ever taught in the physical sense? Have you ever taught in a classroom? No, never, because I, I done my TEFL certificate these years. I mean, I moved, we moved to Thailand in January and I did my certificate. Uh, I started in March or in February, something like that, finished in May or June. And I started teaching online in July. Right, okay. And how have you found teaching online as a whole then? So far since you've done it, what's the experience been like for you? It's been great, to be honest. Like I said, it surprised me uh, the amount of requests requests I got. Um, and the other day, actually yesterday, for example, one of my students uh, was super happy and was uh, thanking me because she realized that now she watches TV shows or movies in English and she now, she now understands things that she didn't before. Oh. Uh, so that makes me really happy because it, it's uh, obviously proved that she's learning something from me yeah. so that's that's really the best i could hear yeah it's rewarding right as a teacher when they come to you and say yeah teacher you taught me this and now i learn as a result it's such a rewarding and nice feeling it is yes it's so rewarding and it's funny that you mention it because like i i never had this vocational passion to to teach english that was never really like my dream or anything that i always wanted to do but now that I'm doing it, it's uh, it's really rewarding. I'm loving it, and I want to keep doing it for for a long time, hopefully. Yeah, of course. And the next question relates to your expat experience as a whole. Um, given that you've moved abroad twice now, Dubai and Thailand, what are the biggest challenges that you faced in moving abroad? What have been the most difficult moments for you? 
I don't think I had really difficult times. Um, most more than the the usual missing the family or being a bit homesick from time to time. That I think everyone experienced that. Every expat uh, experienced that uh, every now and then. Um, more that, than that, I honestly didn't experience any difficulties. Okay, and with that, what advice would you give to somebody looking at moving abroad based on your experience so far? Okay, so I would say uh, to keep uh, keep your mind open and um, just try to embrace the, the change and not fight it. And uh, it's gonna be tough in the beginning, probably, hopefully not, but uh, usually it is. And, uh, but it's worth it and just push through it. And then after that challenging time, that is the time to adapt to a new place, then it's just, you're gonna start enjoying it and learning a new culture and growing as a person. Yeah, excellent. Do you mind telling me a bit more about your TEFL blog? That is where I came across you as I'm also a TEFL graduate, shall we say. I've done my TEFL course and I'm now teaching. Do you mind telling me how you came to write a blog for them? Yeah, sure. That's actually uh, very funny because um, I sometimes think, or a lot of people think that maybe nothing good comes out of social media hmm. or that it can be an addiction. And it's, it seemed like as a very bad, bad way, in a very bad way. And um, I don't think it's, it's that bad. It just depends the, the use you give to the social media and the purpose and the intention you have on your social media account. Um, what I did, for example, on my Instagram, I posted a story when I received my certificate, my physical certificate uh, from TEFL, and I tagged them. And they come, came back to me and uh, congratulated me and, uh, from the TEFL org. And they, uh, they asked me what are, what are my next steps and if I needed any guidance, like they sent me a few uh, links about online online teaching and stuff like that uh, that were really helpful and in one of them I found the platform where I'm teaching now and uh, and that's how I started and then they came back to me after a few weeks and asked me how were my first few weeks teaching online going and I said it's going great I told them I have more students than I thought and they asked me if I was interested in writing a blog for their an article for their blog because they thought that being a, a non-native English speaker and teaching online in another country it could be really helpful for other users so I, I said yes. Excellent and yeah here we are now that's great Jessica do you also mind telling me a bit more about your yoga practice I believe you're into yoga is that correct? Yes, I love practicing yoga and that was the other half of my plan when we moved to Thailand. The moment we decided to move here, I said, okay, perfect. And I'm gonna have the time uh, to dedicate to my yoga practice and I wanna 
first go back to it to practice on a daily basis because previously with my job obviously as a flight attendant i didn't have a, a fixed schedule so i couldn't really have a routine and it was really difficult to exercise uh, when i was there so i wanted first to go back to my yoga practice uh, which i am doing right now and preparing myself my body to start the yoga teacher training which I was supposed to start in August, but because of the pandemic and the lockdown, it keeps uh, postponing it. Um, yeah. So hopefully I started in October. Okay, cool. What are your favorite things about yoga? What benefits do you get from it? I just love the way I feel after, after each yoga class. I feel so um, revitalized and energetic and my mind is so calm and moments while I'm doing yoga is one of the only exercises I managed to get into because when I'm doing it, my mind is completely in it and I, nothing else would just cross my mind at that time because we are so focused about breathing and about alignment and feeling it and feeling your body doing it and it's really good. I just love the whole feeling of it. That sounds amazing, Jessica. That's great to hear. And coming to the end of the conversation, you have touched upon it there with the uh, certificate, hopefully in October. What would you like to achieve going forward? This can be teaching, yoga, countries. What would you like to achieve in the next couple of years? So ideally, I would love to find a studio where I could work and teach yoga. So in the future, my ideal routine would be going to a studio, teach yoga, teach probably a couple of classes a day, and then come home and teach English from home where I can spend time with my husband and my dogs. Well, my husband probably working from the office, but <laughs> I can still be home with my dogs and uh, and yeah, that would be my, my ideal plan for the future. To, that would be my income as a yoga teacher and an English teacher. Excellent. That sounds great. Where can we find out more about your practice on social media, if you wish to share? Yes. Yeah, so my social media, I have Instagram and it's jessie.ledesma. Um, that's it. Excellent. Well, Jessica, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate you discussing TEFL in more detail and also yoga and expat life. I think these are all very important themes which we should be talking about. So thank you for sharing your story today. It's much appreciated and all the very best going forward in the future. Thank you so much, Connor. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed the talk.